There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Irregular Bitches, the podcast for women in midlife who are teetering into perimenopause and menopause along with their favourite tag-along friends, itchy, bitchy, sweaty, sleepy, bloated, forgetful and psycho. I'm Sarah Kaywood, and if you're in the perimenopause and beyond, then you probably remember me off the telly back in the olden days. My co-host, who also remembers crinolines and smelling salts, rude. is Lou Mitchell. I know. That's rude. Crinolines? Come on. <laughs> that was really funny. Although I wouldn't mind being in Bridgerton, so. <laughs> I laughed at my own joke when I wrote this last night. It's Lou Mitchell. Hello. Luby, Luby, Luby. How are you? I'm good, thank How's you, How's your crinoline? They're uncomfortable to sit on, If I could they? be in Bridgerton and have what's-his-face, what's-his-face, I'm Happy. <laughs> that's not Victorian, that's Georgian. Is it? Edwardian. Oh, anyway, God. you and your period dramas. <laughs> it's well, it's us and our periods, isn't it? Let's, Frankly. Let's <laughs> any kind of period. Well done. Here we are. <laughs> See what I did there? We're really excited to have a fantastic partnership with Yoppy on this season of Irregular Bitches. Irregular Bitches. Okay, Sarah, I don't know about you, but I don't feel great about the fact I've been using products that have been treated with bleach up my vagina. No, thank you. <laughs> so we were very excited about being able to partner up with Yopi, a period care company. They use only high quality, environmentally friendly ingredients and materials which make them plastic free, cruelty free and vegan. Woo! The packaging looks pretty sexy too, so you can strut across the office proudly showing off your period care. All you have to do is answer a simple quiz and Yopi will formulate the perfect package of period care and PMS supplements because let's face it, one size does not fit all, Lou. It certainly does not. Another reason we wanted to partner up with Yopi is they understand that women have changed how they live their lives. They certainly have. That's why we've collaborated with an amazing nutritionist and friend of the podcast, Shona Wilkinson, to formulate three essential PMS supplements full of herbs, minerals and vitamins to focus on whichever issues you have during your menstrual cycle. Do you predominantly suffer with cramps, mood swings or bloating or like us, all bloody three? Yoppy have a supplement for you. Hallelujah! <laughs> so please head over to yoppy.com forward slash irregular bitches. That's Y O P P I E dot com slash irregular bitches to get 50% off your first two orders Ooh. when you sign up for a subscription to any product. And shipping is gratis, free nada. Plus, you can even earn rewards by referring your friends. Irregular bitches. Fabulous. That was just a little bit about Yoppy, our amazing partners for this season of the podcast. 
So today's guest is most definitely an irregular bitch, but has about three decades on most of us. Ellie Waters was put through an enforced menopause when she was still in her teens after a battle with a very rare stage four cancer. So Ellie, a huge welcome to Irregular Bitches. And thank you so much for joining us. You know, I saw you, I saw you on Good Morning Britain. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was was ages ago. And I was like, we need her on. Do you remember? That's looking like a face that doesn't remember, remember. (laughs) No, you were definitely, well, we're going to, we'll go back to that. It was a TV. Have you been on the TV? Yeah, I have. I'm just trying to recall. There you go. go. She's had, it's the meno brain fog. It really is. I knew it was you. Yeah, you you were in your bedroom or perhaps the room you're in now and you were being interviewed by, it might have been, it was Lorraine or... BBC Breakfast or one of those kind of morning shows and they were talking about the fact that you'd have to go through this early menopause and I, we'd just started I think we were doing season one of the Irregular Bitches the podcast lounge. Wow. Yeah. And, I, and I was like oh my god we've got to get this girl on I think it would be amazing to hear it from a completely unique perspective so yeah. firstly Ellie if we may can we just get us to talk you through how you came to be an irregular bitch. Well, uh, so I became rather irregular <laughs> when I, I was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 14. Um, I had a lump mm. in my left butt cheek that just kept growing. And it was eventually diagnosed as stage four alveolar rhabdomyosarcoma, which is a rare and aggressive type wow. of childhood cancer. And um, because it was so aggressive, you have to hit it with all the very intense and aggressive treatments. So I had 18 mm-hmm. months of chemotherapy altogether. The first nine months were the more intensive chemotherapy where you lose your hair, you feel sick all the time and you lose a lot of weight. Uh, but then the remaining 12 months was maintenance chemo, which is um, where it just basically prevents relapse and uh, you're on like a less harsh form of chemo and that makes you you feel a lot better on it but you still get a fair few side effects but the thing that really did Mm -hmm. kill my ovaries off was uh, the pelvic radiotherapy that I had to have I had to have 28 sessions of that um, and that not only killed my ovaries but it also scarred up my uterus so much so that I would never be able to even carry a baby. So um, I'm almost right. like doubly infertile. Yeah, that's a lot. That is, yeah. you know, as a teenager, when you probably pretty much before this diagnosis had your life mapped out, you were like, you know, uni, boyfriends, yeah. parties, yeah. sometime down the line, babies, mm. you know, you don't even think about it. And it, it must have been really, really hard for you to be forced to think about the ramifications of that at such a young age or did you because i can imagine yeah. if you're poorly and you're as, as ill as you were maybe it was just the least of your worries i'm well, interested to know actually in a way i sort of wasn't bothered about the infertility diagnosis mm. at the time because i was certainly in survival yeah. mode i was focusing Absolutely. on today i wasn't thinking about tomorrow right you know good. i felt happy if i was alive in five years time no matter what the consequences were right. of uh, the treatment mm-hmm. uh, so at the time i wasn't that bothered and i've thankfully managed to keep mm. a very positive mindset i think i've had a lot of time to accept the fact that i am not only infertile but menopausal so uh, i think i found the menopause a lot harder to deal with than the infertility though um but i, I just try and keep positive about about it as much as I can. I can't believe how amazing like you've made you've made that decision after coming through two absolutely well one potentially life ending situation mm. and the second really life changing situation and you could have decided just to 
you know, dig a little pit for yourself and go and go yeah. wallow in some self pity, and you haven't. So I doff my cap to you, lady. So are you surrounded by people who help you with that? Are your family, you know, quite positive people, or are you the one leading the charge? I think I was always the one leading the charge. I know my my mum just tried to spur me on, especially at the beginning. But I think because I knew mm. this was going to be the next eighteen months of my life, I just from the get go, I was like, you know what, I just have to get on with it. And I'm a very stubborn sort mm. of person so I didn't want anyone to think that cancer was gonna get the better of me so I almost sort of you know like when my Brilliant. hair fell out I wasn't actually that bothered because I felt oh my gosh I'm actually part of like the cancer club now it's not a club you want to be in but you know if I'm gonna do this you but know I am. I am I'm gonna just yeah. accept and embrace it and I just made a whole lot of positive from it like cancer almost became my hobby for 18 months because I couldn't do sports they were my previous hobby so I went on and did a YouTube uh, channel I go on the news frequently right. so I think I've made a negative situation into positive and that's what's kept me strong and kept me right. going through this difficult time you need to write a book <laughs> loads of people tell no, me that you've got a book yeah. <laughs> right. but you need to write a book maybe maybe in another let's give it another yeah, decade yeah I think I'll have another decade have some fun <laughs> go to uni and have yeah. some fun first <laughs> uh, and and like obviously when you're in your 40s you start to notice certain changes and you Mm. immediately connect the dots and know what they are but how did you work it out so it was quite a difficult one really because the symptoms of the menopause are very sort of synonymous with the side effects of chemo so I didn't Mm. really know Mm -hmm. for the first six months out of treatment was this chemo late chemo side effects or was this the menopause but how I sort of figured Mm. it out was I was just getting hot flashes all the time I would be in like my science class everyone was wearing their coats because it's the middle of winter and I'll just be sat there fanning myself I was so hot and bothered Mm. all of the time I just felt really lethargic I just eventually got some blood tests and they deemed it to be the menopause but when a few years into remission I was still not feeling any better that's when I realized I certainly wasn't on the right form and dose of HRT and you know I thought for a long time you know should I even bring this up I feel a bit guilty about complaining because I'm a cancer survivor I feel a ton better than I did when I was on treatment but I soon realized that these problems were really affecting my mental and physical well-being and I knew it couldn't be the right. late effects of chemo anymore you know I wasn't moving forward the, mm. so it was the menopause. So it sounds like you've led the charge in your care when it comes to the menopause and I think that's what we're learning Sarah that when it comes Mm. to speaking to doctors and speaking to our family we are the ones who know ourselves best and we know if something feels not quite right and that's what I'm hearing when you're speaking Ellie and you're doing it at your age and we're still not really doing it now are we so well done and Ellie didn't you you were prescribed some very tiny dose of HRT were you not and and I mean you see what what a lot of us would do and and this is why I think you're so wise beyond your years is I would I'd take that and I'd go oh okay so they've they've sorted that problem out early menopause Mm. like you know I've survived the chemo early menopause I've I've got the drugs um so what made you was it just that your symptoms sorry signs weren't going away that you thought I need to I need to investigate this yeah well so like you say I sort of accepted having that it was like a combined pill that they put me on I accepted that I listened Mm -hmm. to doctors 
but it was sort of the three-year point in remission, so three years out of treatment, where I still wasn't feeling any better. And I was actually feeling worse. I was um, doing my A-levels at the time. Wow. I was feeling horrendous. I was starting to get vaginal problems as well, like sitting down for exams was just unbearable. I just knew that this wasn't right. And this was no longer late effects of the chemo. It must have been the menopause. So right. I thought, you know what? Yeah. My doctors aren't going to help me with this because any time I went with any of these uh, problems, they just blamed it something else like the radiotherapy or uh, the chemo so I thought you know what I'm going to just take charge now well done and um, I my mum actually uh, sort of spurred it on for me because she bought me this amazing book by Jane Lewis called Me and My Menopausal yes. Vagina yeah it was so good because she talks about vaginal issues related to the menopause in such a matter of fact but also humorous mm. way that it made me open up a lot more about mm. it I was very embarrassed to talk about it mm. beforehand whereas reading her book made me realize I don't deserve to live with these issues for the rest of my life and I realized that they were really going to hinder me because Brilliant. I just felt like I was going to be a single cat lady for the rest of my life because the thought of having a boyfriend was just no way yeah. so it that book really made me realize what sort of pit I got myself into and that the menopause was really hindering the path of my life I suppose mm. so uh yeah from that book I then found Dr. Louise Newson. I listened to all her podcasts. I then read a load of other books such as Estrogen Matters and just really became my own little menopause expert. Brilliant. This was in the first lockdown. I just became obsessed with learning mm. about the menopause and I just really, it was a bit of a light bulb moment because it was really joining the dots for me. I realised that all these issues were caused by the menopause. Before, I just thought the menopause meant no periods and that was all. But from informing mm. myself, I've realised that you've got oestrogen receptors all over your body. So a lack of oestrogen can really affect all of you, you know, give you brain fog, mm. achy joints, vaginal atrophy, tiredness. And I realised I could actually fix it. I was in sort of this predicament where I thought oh this is what being a cancer survivor is like I've just got to accept it this is what my life is going to be like so having that moment when I realized I could actually change this for myself it was like a really euphoric moment and I did actually go to an NHS endocrinologist but I seem to know more than him about the menopause <laughs> you often do I think I think when you when you become obsessed with stuff just vaguely go off on a tangent I have a phobia of vomiting and I know more about the norovirus <laughs> than anyone I've ever met wow but yeah so you would I bet you any money you would know way more about it than than your endocrinologist yeah because he would. I told him, you know, I want these estrogen patches, I want local estrogen, all of these mm -hmm. things, and testosterone cream. But he completely disregarded it all and said, you know, we're only going to increase your estrogen from 20 micrograms to 30. And I just knew my gut instinct. And from all the knowledge I had come to know, I knew that wasn't right for me. So I honestly, I just almost like sacked him. I was like, you know, I'm not going to go see him anymore. And I decided to go private. And that's when um, I got a consultation with Brilliant. the amazing Dr. Louise. Newson. Yes. So how did that all come about and what happened? So of course I was you know religiously listening to her podcast and reading all her posts and I just thought this woman is my key to a good life so I thought you know what let's 
let's push a boat out and contact her and see if I can get a consultation, which I did. And that that 30 minutes just changed the rest of my life, really, because she was, you know, the one who gave me the HRT that made me feel so much better. Like before, I couldn't even run like for a few minutes, whereas now I go for like half an hour runs. I bike to work every day. I'm doing like 18,000 steps at work. So, you know, I just feel amazing now and I feel so much more like myself like she prescribed the testosterone cream which isn't very widely available on the NHS so I guess it privately and that's made me feel a million times better. And what does that do Ellie? What does that because I have I have never heard of that in a, in hormone replacement therapy at all the testosterone. Oh, well this is the thing people think testosterone is a male hormone whilst males produce a lot more of it than females do women actually produce more testosterone than estrogen so it's very important especially for young women because it dictates your energy levels muscle mass sex drive so without it you just feel like an old lady mm. um, yes. uh, so it's it's really helps increase my energy levels immensely um so yeah it was like the missing piece of the puzzle for me and i think people are worried that you're gonna grow facial hair or uh, get a lower voice or develop these male characteristics but you're on such a low dose of the testosterone replacement that uh you're just replacing what you would have produced already so mm-hmm. you're not, that's not going to happen unless you overdose on it and and so this, that was the first thing that dr newson did then she put you on a a cocktail of hormones that yeah. were the right cocktail essentially yeah well i was initially on patches that i think were cumulatively about 160 micrograms but then from doing some blood tests she realized that the estrogen was still on the low side so she increased it to 300 micrograms mm-hmm so there's that's the only adjustment that's been made, really. The testosterone local estrogen has stayed the same. So do you have regular uh, like appointments with her? Well, I have six monthly appointments now. Okay. And then, of course, we've got a bit of like a, a sort of business relationship, I yeah. suppose, because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we created the menopause booklet together, which is just amazing. And where can so we tell find us about this? this? Yeah. Yes. So um, we also realised that there was a gap in information because I would search for hours on the internet about early menopause, menopause and teenagers with cancer. There was nothing out there. So I thought, you know what, let's be the one to create a resource. So uh, me and Dr. Newson came together and we wrote the menopause guide for young women uh, after their cancer treatment uh, and it can be found on the Newson Health website under her booklets page. It's freely accessible for everybody and it's literally a guide that covers everything. It covers uh, the HRT or the, the signs of the menopause, all the sort of advice and information that you could get is all in one complete guide. Bravo that's interesting you. you just use the word signs because that's what we say isn't it Sarah? We don't, lots of people and refer to symptoms. symptoms like you're ill. Symptoms, but yeah. they're not symptoms, yeah, I think they're I'm signs. That. Yeah, so you've taught me something from this oh, uh, podcast. Go. That's, new. Yeah. that's <laughs> a new thing. That's, that's yeah. Well, it's just me. we're not ill. We're not ill. This yeah, is just yeah, a stage of true. our lives. True. Ellie, how long did it take when you finally found the right mix of HRT before you felt better? Was it really quickly? Were you suddenly like... God, light bulb moment. This is it. We're on to a winner here. So I felt instantly better within about a week. 
I got wow. missing. I had more energy. I didn't have like super itchy skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just feeling immensely better. And of course, with the local estrogen, that sort of uh, helped within just a matter of weeks. And then um, before, I had no sex drive whatsoever. Um, but then the testosterone worked its magic within about two, three months. So that that's good because Not when you're bad. what eighteen years old, that's you know the worst thing, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I, I mean, literally, all I could think about was boys when I was young. <laughs> I wonder what you're going to say. Then I thought it was going to involve pumping. <laughs> I was repulsed by it. Yeah, really? repulsed. That's not okay. People think that losing your sex drive is just not feeling like having sex, but actually that's that's a light bulb moment for me because it's not I've I often in fact I've said this to Louise, you know, Ryan Gosling could walk in this room butt naked and I'd go, I'd really rather just watch some shits creek. Do you know what I mean? And he could watch it naked with me. But it's like, you know, that like the most desirable man on the planet would not make you mm. feel like having sex and that's so yeah, yeah. Re- like almost repulsed by them is exactly it it's not just people think loss of libido just means going not tonight darling i've got a headache but it's so much not more with compli- you yeah yes exactly it it's so much more complicated than that um and i know that there are lo- lots of people that listen to irregular bitches would I, I mean i oh, i might ask about the testosterone as well because i have no libido certainly every you know every woman who's gone through the menopause should have it in my opinion. Yeah. I think I just, a lot of doctors, when they try and fob you off with, it's a male hormone, you don't need it, you mm-hmm. know, just use your, use your information. And Dr. Newson actually has an amazing uh, booklet on testosterone, so you can always print it out for your GP. Take it to um, the doctor. To I'm doing them. it. Done. Yeah, do it. It do needs it to be done. Oh, Ellie, you're generating an army. <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Irregular. Bitches. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And now it's time for some words to live by with the irregular bitches poet, Donna Ashworth. Don't prioritize your looks. Don't prioritize your looks. They won't last the journey. Your sense of humor, though, will only get better. Your intuition will grow and expand like a majestic cloak of wisdom. Your ability to choose your battles will be fine-tuned to perfection. Your capacity for stillness, for living in the moment, will blossom. And your desire to live each and every minute will transcend all other wants. Your instinct for knowing what and who is worth your time will flourish like ivy on a castle wall. Don't prioritise your looks, my friend. They will change forevermore. 
That pursuit is one of much sadness and disappointment. Prioritise instead the uniqueness that makes you, you, and the invisible magnet that draws in other like-minded souls to dance in your orbit. These are the things which will only get better. Irregular. Bitches. I'm taking my hat off to you, Ellie, because honestly, there are so many of us who just bimble along. Don't, I mean, I'm not saying you and I necessarily, Sarah, but bimble along, going to our doctors, listening to what they say. Okay, we'll do it. Go off. Still feel miserable. And you've just absolutely taken the bull by the horns. So impressed. Well done. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a very proactive person. Clearly. You know, if there's a problem, I need to find a solution. The medical profession, if that's what, because I know that's what you're studying at Kiel, aren't you? If then they are going to benefit massively from you. Massively. Thank you. So what treatment did did Louise put you on then and have you I mean clearly I'm looking at you you're glowing you clearly have felt not glowing in a menopausal way uh so you have (laughs) felt the benefit oh yeah I've reaped the benefits I feel like I'm superwoman now whereas before I felt like I was 18 going on 80 Mm. so it was just you know an amazing change for me I'm now on these Everall patches so that's Mm -hmm. 300 micrograms of uh, estrogen whereas I was only on a measly 20 micrograms Mm -hmm. before all of this and then I'm on um, local estrogen because of the radiotherapy I've got a lot of scarring up there so uh, the local estrogen has really really helped with that. Is that that applied internally Ellie? Yeah it's internally so it's inserted vaginally it's a very small dose of estrogen but it's Mm. so important because Estrogen is essentially what keeps the vaginal tissues healthy. Mm. So when you take estrogen out of the equation, it all dries up like the Sahara Desert and mm. it's very painful. I yeah. didn't even know that you could you could take estrogen vaginally. I had yeah, no idea. And also the amazing part about local estrogen, for women who do have estrogen positive cancer, mm. is that that's safe for them to use because it's not systemic uh, right. local estrogen because it's not going into your bloodstream. It's just localised to the... Uh, vagina essentially Uh, so I just found that amazing yes I personally (laughs) didn't have an estrogen positive cancer thank goodness but Mm. for those who do they don't have to suffer with the vaginal uh, implications of the menopause because you've got local estrogen again we learn I know. I, I want now. I'm like, we've got Ellie the expert on. We're learning so much from this podcast. <laughs> so for the vaginal atrophy, I'm like, oh, I've been on HRT for three years, so I don't actually know whether that's something I would be struggling with. But I know some people really do, and they find it so hard to talk about because it is. It's just like. It's the ultimate thing for women of our age. Obviously, you 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 know when, when the time comes, you'll you'll notice how perceptions change. Not and please don't. I hope I'm not patronising. I hope I don't sound patronising. No, no, but it, it just goes hand in hand with age goes dryness, and and people are so embarrassed about it. And we always wanted irregular bitches to be somewhere where people could just say vaginal atrophy without it being a thing do you know what I mean so what I wanted to ask like because you you obviously are really well informed but if you are really struggling with vaginal dryness is this something you can go to your GP and suggest do you know if is it or is it just was it because a lot of these treatments I wonder whether they're specific to you as a as a cancer survivor no if you're if you're suffering with uh, vaginal atrophy um due to the menopause then you can certainly go to your gp you might need wow. to inform them because they may not they know. won't have a clue i never um, i don't but, know you know it's as simple as taking you know uh, local estrogen the most common one being vagifem which is literally like this little tablet with uh, 10 micrograms of estrogen you have to take it every night for two weeks and then two times a week following that and in the two weeks i noticed a massive 
difference. It was like I had like a vagina transplant. Um, hey! <laughs> I think I could do with one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a taboo subject that people right. don't want to talk about. I was embarrassed to talk about it, but I just realised I'm not going to get anywhere if I don't talk about it and just sit on it and, you know, don't don't raise my problems. But I, um, yeah, so I really hugely advocate people to talk about their vaginal issues because there usually is a solution. You know, why suffer in silence when you don't have to? You are educating people. One sitting yeah. right here, right now, but certainly uh, our and the, and the other sitting over probably about 85 miles down the road. <laughs> Actually, I'm a bit nearer. I'm just down. Ellie and I are just down the road from each other because I'm Where's in Stamford. Kettering. Is that right? Oh, of course, yeah. I'm in Stamford. Ellie, you must be really unique, wouldn't you say, Lou? Yeah. That, yeah. Like in, in that what's happened to you. Did you find any support or anybody who'd been through anything similar or have you literally fought this battle on your own? Yeah, essentially on my own, because it is a topic that people don't speak about. So even if there were people like me, I'd never come across them. So it wasn't until I become more accepting of my own menopause and sort of got the help for it that I started reaching out to other people. I made my first ever YouTube video talking about uh, my experience with the menopause and how I am now after getting the right HRT. And from that, a load of young women actually reached out to me, which was uh, lovely. Brilliant. Some of them who've had cancer, some of them who haven't. But even if they haven't had cancer, our, our stories are very synonymous and we can really resonate with one another. Um, so, yeah, it's great. The little community that I've built up as a result. But before, yeah, it was pretty much by myself, um, which was the hardest part, because when you you felt completely alone, I felt like the only teenager mm. with the menopause. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was hard because you couldn't even talk to your school friends about it because... They're, they didn't understand Ellie, whatsoever. it's bad enough when you're in your 40s, so I, yeah. I can't And my mum hadn't gone through the menopause, so right. it was, you know, it was a bit of a crazy time, but I'm glad that I caught, sort of informed myself, and I'm very confident about talking about it now. My heart actually hurts a little bit hearing that. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, it's like, you don't want anybody to ever feel lonely, but I think for a teenager, that's, it's, God, it's the most isolating time of your life anyway. To let alone go, you know, the cancer and then the menopause. Yeah, it's like, Jesus, pile it, it was on. like all these obstacles I had to overcome. I felt so unique and sort of weird anyways because I had, I was like the cancer kid. And then you put menopause into the mix and that sort of alters your sort of future perception of your own life because for a long time I felt completely undesirable I thought I was going to be a single cat lady for the rest of my life and I knew I wanted to be you know have a boyfriend get married but I could not foresee that with Hmm. you know I guess I had a low sort of body image self-confidence due to the menopause um so you know when I realized it was going to affect the rest of my life that's when I thought you know what I need to actually sort this out so do you see that now do you see that now in your future oh yeah 100 percent. I was going to go one further and asked have uh, you got a boyfriend or is that impossible <laughs> well, in lockdown? yeah yeah I, I do actually um, hey! <laughs> <laughs> well we actually met at a uh, cancer event so of course with covid he lives up north so I can't actually really see oh. him but it's, it's really nice because he's really um accepting of all the menopause stuff because that was I guess that's the biggest fear really that you'll get like rejected because not only you're infertile but you're going through the menopause which isn't particularly the most sexy thing ever but <laughs> he's you know because he's had cancer himself he's sort of you know he doesn't care 
I think that being a cancer survivor gives you a unique perspective on life that nobody who hasn't been there could yeah. ever possibly share, which is a massive positive. Do you know what I mean? I sort of, Certainly, you know, I'm yeah. very um, in awe of it. I think it's really special. Um, it's, it's, it must be quite odd to be such a young lady in a world of middle-aged ladies, you know, have you, or has that happened or has the fact that it's all happened throughout a pandemic mean that you've been very polarised from everybody or, or have you found yourself in this menopausal world of 47 year olds, you know? I like it. I think, I think it's good because I have like a a greater understanding of what an older woman has to go through. So I think it'll ultimately make me a better doctor. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm quite much mature for my years so you know I do you know I have friends of many uh, older women and <laughs> so uh, I don't know I just think even though I wouldn't wish it on anyone and I would you know if I could I wouldn't be going through the menopause mm. but I'm sort of making a a bad situation into a good one mm. uh, but yeah it's definitely a very unique situation to be in but I'm just glad with how I've taken it on board and just taken it in my stride rather than yeah. letting it hold me back I bet to a certain degree although she obviously would wish that you hadn't gone through it either but I bet your mum is like oh, I've, got, I've got proper mate in Ellie do you know what I mean because <laughs> yeah. you because you are it, age is just a number between you two yeah. do you know what I mean so, yeah it's peculiar because I never actually started my periods ever so did you I not? never mm, yeah I never went to her with that sort of um you of know course. asking for that advice so mm. now that my mum's probably going through the perimenopause I can just tell her everything you that I know I think it's yes. I think it's good though in a way that it's a quite unique for a young woman to be going through it because we still have a lot of our lives left to lead and we want mm. certain things so I just feel with my young spirit and, um, you know, gaining all this knowledge, um, I can help other, you know, more older women kind of take charge of their life as well because your life doesn't end at 50, does it? You still, you know, you still Mm. have 30, 40 years to live. So why suffer that, you know, through Mm. that? So that's why I'm trying to encourage older women to get the right HRT as well. People say menopause is such a natural process, but you know, what, 100, 200 years ago, we weren't living until 80 years old. So mm. you weren't living with vaginal atrophy for 30 years, whereas now... You were lucky if you, you were are. living until the menopause. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So people say it's all so natural, people are um, overreacting and all that, but, you know, that's your life that you've got to live. So take mm. charge and get the right HRT. <laughs> yeah, stop uh, putting up with it. Now, I was, I'm so pleased that you're going to study medicine. When do you start? Are you off in I September? I start in September, yeah. I'm so That's excited. So Amazing. <laughs> do you think you'll specialise in gynaecology or have you already decided what you want to specialise in or do you just want to go into medicine? I don't know. I think I do like obstetrics and gynaecology. I really mm. do. I love watching uh, the Emma Willis delivering babies and, mm. you know, all the childbirth programmes because I just think it's so, women are so fascinating, mm. really. And it's just so... You know, I think because of my experience, I can give a lot to my patients. So I think that will probably be what I specialise in. Also, we don't know yet. Something else could take my fancy, but it's definitely... I've gained such a a great knowledge and interest for it. Uh, So I'm Mm. very passionate about it. So being able to help other people by being a doctor would be really great. Oh, good luck to you and enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I just think that... I find you so easy to talk to about right. all of this stuff. And I just think that, you know, any any woman with any sort of menopause issue, fertility issue, any of those things, I just think you'll just be outstanding. Your bedside manner will be just off the chart. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I can almost empathise. I'll be able mm. to empathise with my patients more so right. than the average doctor because I'm going through it myself. And it's such a such a topic of stress and upset for many people. So if mm. I can help my patients get through it um, in a positive manner like I have, then that mm. will be great. Right. That's what I was about to say to you because I'm really struck with your how positive you are. And I just wondered if, did you need some support with your mental health or has Ellie again done this on her own? No, yeah, I've done it by myself. I think I'm That's very... Amazing. honestly. Yeah, I'm very conscious of myself though. When my men, my mental health, I did know it was getting bad when my menopause signs were getting worse. Uh, so I was like, you know, before this gets worse and spirals, let's, you know, rectify the issue. And what really helped my mental health was obviously going into lockdown and having all all this time and no distractions so I could just literally inform myself about the menopause mm. and read everything about it and that gave me the confidence to talk to the medical professionals and basically take ownership of my life again so yeah, that you know, my mental health is so good now because you know I feel like I'm living my life on my terms and I've you know the reason I'm doing so well today and I'm able to work 60 hours a week at the nursing home is because mm. I took charge of it so you know, I'm not my own little best friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. We all we all need one of those. Um, how is it at the nursing home? It must have been bloody tough the last yeah. year. Yeah, hard it work. has been hard. Well, I've been there for seven months now, but right. it's really rewarding work, and it's amazing, really, because because of my experience, I see the old ladies who are suffering. I always go to the nurses. I'm like have you considered HRT for these old women? Or have you mm. considered local Eastern? Because mm. we've got some ladies who are just, you know, constantly getting fresh and oh. all these sorts of things. And I just think, you know what? And some of them with dementia who, you know, are going through their pain but can't verbalise it. They and don't understand what's them, wrong with them. You know, I yeah, I say to them, you're giving them all these fresh creams and all that, but I bet that's not the problem. I think it's the oestrogen deficiency. So it's nice having that sort of perspective. But, yeah, I do really enjoy it at the nursing home. It's very rewarding. And I've actually got a shift there at 1 o'clock. I've got to rush off after this podcast. Ah, well, we won't keep you much longer. Oh, Ellie, thank you so much. Honestly, it's just like a breath of fresh air wafting through the Irregular Bitches podcast. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, really, really wonderful. And it's just it's just lovely to have a different perspective, you know, like from, yeah. from somebody so young. You're an inspiration. I feel rather empowered having spoken yes. to you. Yeah, me I'm too. Gonna make some changes. Good, good. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. Yeah, I want. I'm gonna make Ellie be my new best friend. That's my first change. <laughs> 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 I'm not a stalker. I promise. Uh, Ellie, thank you. You're an amazing woman. It's so important thank to see you. this young, this whole uh, experience from your perspective, and to make sure no other young woman has to go through what you've been through. Uh, that's all for now. But as always, thank you to the Irregular Bitches Prod Squad Factory Originals Productions and Choposaurus for our catchy theme tune and to our guest Ellie Waters and a huge thanks for being the cheese to my pineapple to Lou Mitchell who always gets the last word always stay cool bitches
irregular bitches okay sarah i don't know about you but i don't feel great about the fact i've been using products that have been treated with bleach up my vagina no thank you <laughs> so we were very excited about being able to partner up with yoppy a period care company they use only high quality environmentally friendly ingredients and materials which make them plastic free cruelty free and vegan Woo! The packaging looks pretty sexy too, so you can strut across the office proudly showing off your period care. All you have to do is answer a simple quiz and Yopi will formulate the perfect package of period care and PMS supplements because let's face it, one size does not fit all, Lou. It certainly does not. Another reason we wanted to partner up with Yopi is they understand that women have changed how they live their lives. They certainly have. That's why we've collaborated with an amazing nutritionist and friend of the podcast, Shona Wilkinson, to formulate three essential PMS supplements full of herbs, minerals and vitamins to focus on whichever issues you have during your menstrual cycle. Do you predominantly suffer with cramps, mood swings or bloating or like us, all bloody three? Yoppy have a supplement for you. Hallelujah! <laughs> so please head over to yoppy.com forward slash irregular bitches. That's Y O P P I E dot com slash irregular bitches to get 50% off your first two orders Ooh. when you sign up for a subscription to any product. And shipping is gratis, free nada. Plus, you can even earn rewards by referring your friends. Irregular bitches. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.